Well, our sermon text for this morning comes from Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to only read a couple verses today. We're going to read verses 4 through 7. So if you're able, I'd ask you to please rise once again for the hearing of God's holy word. And we read from Philippians in Jesus' holy name. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord God, your word is truth. Sanctify us by that truth. As we now look at Philippians chapter 4, I pray that you would show us our sin, a need for a Savior, and point us to Christ. I pray that you would strengthen our faith through your holy word, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, here in Philippians chapter 4, Paul tells us not to be anxious about anything but instead to make a request known to God in prayer and in supplication and in thanksgiving. Now, anxiety is not a normal topic around Christmas and during Advent. Andy Williams' hit Christmas tune tells us that this is the most wonderful time of the year. It's not a time to be stressed out or anxious. It's not a time to be down or sad or depressed. And yet sometimes it is. Just a small example from my childhood. I I was maybe Seth's age when this story happened, maybe 10 or 11 years old. Uh, But I had hit an age where I wanted to pick out all the gifts that I was going to give to everybody. In years before this, my parents would pick out something at Walmart or wherever for my grandparents, and, and then I'd put my name on it and give it to them. But I'd hit the age where I wanted to pick everything out, and I wanted to be in charge of it all myself. So I, I did all the shopping, I did all the wrapping, I got everything ready. So then we come to Christmas Eve, and we're all sitting around the Christmas tree. We just heard the Christmas story be read. We've already eaten our big supper. Presents are passed out. And we start opening them, and I hear from my mom, where's your present for Grandpa? And I thought, oh no, I forgot. Rather than admitting that I didn't get my Grandpa a gift, instead what I did is I said, let me go look for it, and I went into my room and I hid under my bed. (laughs) Because... I didn't know how to deal with it. The anxiety was chewing me up as a little child. I felt so bad I had to hide from it. You know, sometimes this season is a stressful one. It's a difficult one. For many of us, this season does bring on a lot of stress and worry and anxiety. It's a season that is so busy, so filled with so many things to do and prepare for prepare for, it seems like things just don't stop for the whole month of December and even on into January. And not only that, for many of us, the holidays are also a difficult time. 
because there are loved ones who are no longer with us to celebrate the holidays. So the holidays can be very difficult, very stressful times for many of us. But Paul tells us, do not be anxious. Don't stress about it. But just hearing the command of God through Paul to not be anxious, that doesn't make our anxiety go away, does it? If Paul just says, be happy, don't let feelings of sadness or loss or or despair affect you this season, does that make those feelings go away? It doesn't. You see, on on this side of glory, we're going to have struggles like this. They're going to come our way. And very often, they're going to be difficult for us to overcome. So thankfully, Paul doesn't just give us the command, don't be anxious, don't be sad, be happy all the time. Instead, Paul gives us wonderful promises. He gives us gospel promises that can, in fact, alleviate our anxiety, that can lift us from our sadness and depression, that can change the focus of our lives to where it needs to be. Paul tells us in in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, which is very reminiscent of what Peter says in 1 Peter 5. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Or what the author of Hebrews says in Hebrews 4. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are. Yet without sin. You see Jesus knows our our pain and our suffering because he, he went through all of it himself. He asks us to come to him with our cares and our worries and our needs. Obviously, this doesn't mean that just because we ask for something from God, he's going to give us everything we want. But he does want to hear what troubles us. And he fully understands what we are going through. He he understands our struggles. This means we're never alone in those difficult places in life. Because our Lord cares and he desires to hear and desires to answer. You know, just a few minutes ago we got to hear the, the children and teenagers of the church proclaiming the gospel to us through the Christmas program. They told us about the Christ child born is that babe in Bethlehem born to live the perfect life that none of us could live to do it all without sin and then And then to die, bearing the sins of the entire world, paying the price for all of them. Jesus would face the full wrath that our sins had earned. They told us of the Christ child and everything he did to earn salvation for fallen and broken sinners like you and me. And it's only in that context within the understanding of that gospel declaration that that our sermon text from Philippians 4 makes any sense. You see, Paul tells us, rejoice always in the Lord. He tells us that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You see, peace and joy are fruits 
of the Spirit. Paul records this for us in Galatians 5, where he says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. What this means is that rejoicing in the Lord always isn't something that you and I can muster up all on our own. It's not something we can just make happen. It's not something done by our own effort and work. Instead, it's a fruit of faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. We can't just think enough happy thoughts and make true joy and rejoicing in the Lord happen in our lives. We also can't muster up true peace in our lives. There's no amount of breathing exercises or, or retreats or eating plans or anything else that we can do to produce true peace. Instead, true joy and true peace only flow outwardly from faith in Christ. Apart from faith, when we consider God, our reaction should be one of fear and terror. Because we are sinners that deserve nothing but judgment and separation from God eternally in hell. But if we trust in Christ, then our relationship with God has been restored. And rather than fearing God, we can rejoice in the fact that God loves us so much that he would send his only begotten son to live, suffer, die, and rise again so that we might be forgiven and have eternal life in him. If we trust in Christ, we are no longer enemies with God, but instead we have peace with him because our sins have been forgiven. Our lives, they should be ones that are filled with gloom and darkness and fear, but because of this gift that we remember at Christmas time, our lives can be ones filled with true joy. That doesn't mean we're going to be constantly happy, but instead that we have a joy that transcends our circumstances in life. A joy that, that comes from knowing that whatever happens, we are eternally secure. And we have a God that truly loves us. And more than that, we have a God who truly understands what we are going through because he suffered it all himself in the flesh. See, our lives should be ones where we're terrified of God because he is our enemy, because our sin separates us, alienates us, and sets us in opposition to him. But because of what the teenagers and children of the church told us today, because God loved us enough to send his son, born as that babe of Bethlehem, born to die that we might be redeemed, that makes Andy Williams right. No matter how crazy or busy this season is, it is truly the most wonderful time of the year, but not for the reasons we usually think of. It's the most wonderful time of the year because this time of the year we remember God putting on flesh to redeem mankind. And because of that, we can cast our anxieties and cares upon Christ who empathizes and cares for us. We have peace with God because our sins are forgiven in Christ. And we have joy knowing that our eternity is secure. So no matter what comes this Christmas season, 
we still have those things that truly matter in and through the finished work of Christ. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, and we thank you again for your word. Thank you for the blessings that we have this Christmas season and all the promises that you have given us. Lord, thank you for joy that surpasses the circumstances in life. And thank you for peace that transcends understanding. Lord, thank you that we can cast our cares upon you because you truly understand and care for us. When struggles and difficult times come this Christmas season, whether it's stress or anxiety or remembering those we have loved and lost, I pray that you would remind us of these promises from Paul, that we would be able to rest in them because of Christ for us. Lord, we pray these things in your holy and precious name. Amen.